Welcome to Kick-Ass Boomers, giving you the motivation and inspiration you need to make the most of your later years. Whether you're still in the planning stages or you're several years in, we'll share stories from boomers who refuse to act their age and continue to live a life inspired. Let them show you how being old can be new if you know what to do with your host, Terry Lorbeer. Hello and welcome to Kick-Ass Boomers. My guest today is Mia Altieri. Mia is an actress, writer, improviser, and voiceover talent. She is most noted for her role as Kate in the feature film Remember Isabel. Mia brings her creative firepower to whatever draws her fascination and interest. In addition to acting and writing, she expresses her creativity as a storyteller, artist, designer, dancer, poet, and chef, and she is a graduate of the University of California, Los Angeles. She lives in Topanga Canyon, California, where she appreciates the magic she encounters at every turn. No surprise, she would find a fantastical experience in her own backyard. Welcome, Mia. How are you today? I'm so great. Thank you very much. And I'm happy to have you here because now we'll get the rest of the story that started with Angela last week on her podcast. So interviewed Angela last week and she gave us a short synopsis of your book. There's a dead girl in my yard, which I just love that title. It's so amazing. But you actually lived that story. So tell us what happened. God, it's um, it's funny. It's absolutely bizarre. And to share with you all, Terry and I were talking a little bit before, and she's like, I think the story might have happened before it actually happened to you. And we may get into that in a little bit. But how it goes is I'm living in a Topanga in the guest house, and there, there, it's a big property. And a friend of my landlord had his trailer on there because he decided to pack up his whole house. He was a like a business trainer, so he could go and be everywhere. Anyway, I'm up in San Francisco for an audition or something. And James calls and says, I have some really tragic news. One of my, you know, he's just very sad. And I didn't know who he was talking about, but he said, one of my best friends just lost his best friend to a crazy cancer. And it's just so devastating. And, and he goes, but I want to ask you a favor, Mia. Do you, would you be willing to plant a tree on the property in her honor? And I kind of, I was like, wow, that is so beautiful. But James, you know, I rent and you have your little situation there for the summer. And so I just said, well, sure. Why don't I'll meet with them when I get back? So these two gentlemen come over and we meet and they look at the yard and there's, I honestly tell you, there's a perfect place. There's trees all around, fruit trees. And then there's this one place right in front of the guest house. that's just open and sunny and ready. They're like, that's the spot. So... (laughs) I, so I called the landlord and I say, Mark, they want to they want to plant a tree. And uh, he said, why do they want to do that? She lives in Venice. It's all cement. You know, she just she wants to be in, in nature. And Mark literally said, sure, pay it forward. I mean, how nice to have an olive tree in the yard. And so it's all ready to go. And then the day that the tree is supposed to be ceremonialized, it's actually a ceremony People come and a shaman comes and her friends and her exes and building a beautiful monument with crystals and letters and rocks and sentiments. And the tree is blessed. But right before that, I'm standing inside kind of watching and 
the urn comes out on my picnic table. It's on my desk. Oh my gosh. <laughs> and you're like, what's that? <laughs> this was not, this was not brought up. To me. Right. So I'm like, Oh God. Oh geez. All right. And then I just sort of go with the whole thing, right? Like, what am I supposed to do? I'm not going to march up there and like, Hey, um, <laughs> I did, I did find out cause I saw the packaging that it was biodegradable. So, but anyway, so watched the whole ceremony, the whole thing, joined in the ceremony, met her friends. I mean, this woman is absolutely loved, but totally adored and then became a true WhatsApp group. So everyone could stay in contact. And I would take photos of the tree as it was growing. People would text me, can I come over? I'd like to visit the tree. And the mourner manager came out of that. And that's actually Angela made up that term. But so, you know, people were generous about that. And then sometimes I had to say like, hey guys, you need to give me 24 hours or 48 hours before you come over because I might not be home or this or that and the other. And so how this happened, Angela, myself, and two other ladies were in on our way to Sholo, Arizona for a film festival. Angela had written a book that turned into a film and I participated in that. And we're in Arizona and I get a text from the guy and he's like, hey, I'm outside the gate. Can I, are you home? I said, oh gosh, no, Eric, I'm, I'm in Arizona. I'm here just for a film festival. I'll be home in a couple of days. Oh, hey, do you mind giving me the master gate code so I can get in whenever I want and not, not bother you in so I can visit the tree? Now, mind you, I live in the guest house. It's gated. I do have my own gate, but I have the clicker. But the master gate has the number to the main person's property. And I reacted. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> in, 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 the, in the Starbucks in somewhere in Arizona. And Angela could probably feel my grumbles and feel the pressure of my text. Mm-hmm. And she said, what's wrong? And I just said, there's a dead girl in my yard. <laughs> and then Angela just kind of looks. And I swear we tell the same story. It's just like her brain just went thought bubble. Boop, 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 boop. And it's just like, what? 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 And it's like, you got to tell me this story. And so the whole, most of the, I mean, a lot of the weekend was reliving this story. So that's sort of where it happened and, and what happened about it. You know, it's got to be a movie. It's got to be a thing. And then she approached me a couple months later, like, I can't get this out of my mind. Like, I'm already starting to write. Do you want to do it with me? Or I'm like, of course I do. Right, right. Of course. It's my story. <laughs> right. And so it just kind of started from there. And it was right before you know, the world got shut down and Angela had been in, she lives part-time here in, in uh, North Hollywood and some in Florida and New Jersey, but she happened to be in Florida, couldn't get back here. So all of our communication was back and forth or on Zoom or, but it, it happened and boy, we had a lot of fun writing it and making, I mean, just taking some of the facts and then throwing a crazy creation into it. I, I mean, it was just so wild. Right. Like one of the things that I wasn't sure if it was fact or fish, fiction was that the dead girl, I guess, lived in that guest house that you're in now. No, she didn't. Oh, she didn't. No. But the clothes somehow got there. Somehow, so that, yeah. So this, how did you get her clothes? This is, really, this is really sweet. So one of her best friends, a gal, and then the guy who, who um, initiated the whole thing really were so cute. They said, you know, thank you so much for hosting this and hosting her. We really would like you to have some of her clothing. What's your favorite color? And I don't know. I said, turquoise. 
So the next thing I've got this beautiful dress and a scarf and a thing. And then the gal says, you know, Hey, we're getting rid of all of her stuff. Do you want to come over and, you know, look at what she has and take it and donation and whatever. So I went over there and I mean, this girl had this woman had quite the collection of clothing. And so I, I gathered her things and they became part of myself. In fact, this shirt is hers. My God, that's phenomenal. I really know. She wanted you to have it though. I really feel like they must have said that because she was telling them, give her my clothes. I want her to have them. Give her something. I mean, you're right. Some, some message came through. And so that's how that started. And then I started wearing them on auditions and doing well. (laughs) Crazy. (laughs) I know. So the part about Poppy getting angry about at the clothes or not getting the thing, like that's not true because I'm totally grateful for everything that has happened. And I'm grateful for friends and grateful for the whole experience. You know, I recently moved, so I don't live in that property anymore, which I think is quite Again, timing, you know, I, I moved out at the end of November and then the book came out the beginning of December. So it's like the chapters are changing over, Right. but that little place in, in Topanga, I'm still in Topanga, but that little place in Topanga has some fond memories. I bet. And I feel like she's part of you now. I, I'd like to say, I'd like to, to say that. Yeah. In a way, like you got so close to her through all of that and through her clothes and and I feel like she's helping you now. I, yeah. I appreciate that. I appreciate that because I think as her friends would go over and talk to her, you know, I'd water the tree and nourish her and, and talk with her and thank her for, for lots of different things. So, yeah, it's I mean, and I know, I mean, obviously I never met her, right. which is even more ironic that, you know, <laughs> I'm wearing clothes right now or an interview. <laughs> It's so funny. And now when you wrote the book, I don't know whether it was you or Angela that decided all the characters should have names like plants, like, you know, Poppy, Dahlia, all, like who who decided on that and why? I I think, I I don't know. I, well, I know it was her. I know it was okay. she that, okay, we now moving forward, this is what we're, what we're going to do. And so we had fun, like pulling up different flowers and picking a different name for somebody and but yeah, no, that was, that was her, that was her little G, her genius. She's got a lot of genius, that woman. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. That's great. And the story became even more interesting when, now I don't know if this is truth or fact, but was Dahlia in the witness protection program? No. No. None, okay. So that was that, added. None of that is true. That's a cool part of the story. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, she's the two different characters because she switched that all over. Another truth is, is that the original gal, the real gal, she was a BBC reporter in Beirut and developed some very serious cancer, which escapes me right now. Mm -hmm. And she actually became her own advocate. And she started to do, she wrote books on this and, you know, because it was one of those things like she couldn't get the correct diagnosis. So you finally get it. Right. And then she went on a mission to heal herself and others. And so she actually did have YouTube videos and she did write books, but we switched that up and made it with the Santa Tria and the uh, Santa Tria and the, um, the botanicals and all like using that, which also played in with the herbs and plant theme right. too. 
How old was she when she died? Do you know? Do you I believe 42. Oh, that's young. That's very yeah. young. Yes. Yeah. yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. And you know what? If you have cancer, you have to be your own advocate anyway, no matter what kind you have. But there's so many that are so difficult to diagnose. So if you're not out there trying, like doctors are too busy, what are they going to do? They they have five minutes for you when you're in the office. So they're not going to be able to help you. So that was probably very good. She probably lived longer than she might have by being yeah. her own advocate. And I know I haven't spoken to her ex-husband in a bit, but I, I remember that they wanted to keep keep her, keep her website going and keep just keeping the foundation alive. Right. So hopefully that's still moving strongly and being, I hope so. Yeah. Because it sounded like she had a really big following and they loved her. So they're going to want that to still be there. Again, everybody I tell this story to says the same thing. Like, I hope I'm that loved when I'm gone, you know, it's actually really beautiful. It's really beautiful. It really is. And, you know, somehow, I don't know whether it was her reaching down and she picked you to do this for her, but she wanted her story out there and it's out there. And she had this big following that loved her, which is really wonderful. Yeah. Yeah. It's um, and <laughs> just for you all, we were talking before the show and Terry's like, do you know, I think she had something to plan with getting the guys there together. And like, I had never even thought about that before. Yeah, absolutely. So like it just like I keep getting the chills because it just opens up that much more of what the magic of the universe really is. Yes. It's so much more magical than we have any idea. And if totally. you are open to that, so many wonderful things come to you, but you have to be open to it. Things happen and people brush it off like coincidence. It's a lot of times it's not coincidence. It's somebody helping you wake up to something or remind you of something. That's why it's there. So when there is a coincidence, you should stop and think, okay, what's the meaning for me? What's that all about? Because nothing happens by chance. It really doesn't. So yeah, we get messages all the time if we're open to them. And I was telling you a little bit about my mother. She passed away when I was 35, but I guess I was probably 60 when I asked for a message from her. I just said, I want a message. So I put her jewelry under my pillow. And for three nights, I said, I want a message. The next morning after the third night, I woke up and clear as a bell, I could hear her talking to me, go to Germany with your aunt. So, and it was just not what I expected. (laughs) So you see, we get these messages, but sometimes we blow them off and we think, that's just too fantastical. Why? Why? No. But I knew my aunt was going to Germany to celebrate her 80th birthday. So I called and invited myself. And it's, <laughs> I felt so weird doing that because I thought, you know, the trip's already planned. I'm calling and inviting myself. But actually her family loved it because it was her, my aunt, who was 70. And then I was 60 or maybe still in my late 50s, I forget. But I was the young one. So I could kind of take care of them. So it was a lot of fun. And my mother passed away. So it was kind of like I was taking her place. So the three sisters were together. So It was so nice. Magic. Yes, magic. And we were on the plane going over. And, you know, when you go to Europe at night, you go at night. So we're supposed to be sleeping. The three of us were just laughing and having so much fun. The stewardess had to come up to us and go, (laughs) trying to sleep. So you've got an 80-year-old, a 70-year-old, and maybe a six-year-old. We're just having so much fun. Oh, that's so great. We couldn't sleep. (laughs) That's so great. But again, the, the thought that you wanted didn't show up. This one did. And look at what happened. 
Exactly. You go yeah. with whatever shows up. And, you know, if we ask for these answers, we'll get them. But you've got to be open. Like a lot of people just aren't open to that. And then I've tried again. I don't always get an answer, but right. I keep trying. And, you know, but coincidences are another way that the universe is trying to give us a signal or, or tell us to pay attention about something. A lot of times we blow it off. But if you're paying attention, good things will come. Right. Yeah. Right. So I do feel like she played a role in getting you there and making you part of that because she felt like you were going to get her story out there. And you did. There's a dead girl in my yard. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think about it because she's, she's such a wonderful woman. And then we made it this like comedy twisted thriller with, you know, different lovers and sex and bad language and stuff. And it's like, well, it's not real. It's just based on that, but there is a part of it that's real. So I really do, you know, I pray every day to, you know, say thank you to her and, and right. to how this, this happened. And yeah, I mean, and, and I even think with my sarcasm that, you know, there's a dead girl in my yard and saying it quite angrily, lack, total lack of compassion right at that moment too. And then Angela's thinking that's something, but I will tell you every time we say the, the name of, you know, the title of the book to somebody, their face is like, <laughs> and then they start laughing because it's just I love the name. I yeah. as soon as I heard it, I went, oh my God, that I love the name. And and the book cover, I like the way you did the cover. It turned yeah. out fantastic. They did such a great job. They, they really did. did. Yeah. And we're really very, did. very happy. Yeah. So now do you think there's a chance it'll be made into a movie? Because I think it would make a great movie. We don't hope so. We know so. When it, I mean, I, I'm just, just that with, yeah, I'm just yes. saying that up there with certainty. Yes, it yes. will. We'd also really like it to be like a limited series, right? You know, so it's so it keeps going on, and then maybe the the first season might be the whole book, and then right. it goes on again or offshoots. Because there's, in my opinion, there's some really great characters in there. Mm-hmm. So that's that's our that's our because we when we first. We started well. When we first started talking about it, it was obviously this has to be a movie, and right. then Hilla really said like, no, 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 let's write it as a as a novel first, right? And I thought that made sense, so we can flush these characters out, really give them a life, mm-hmm. and then move into the to the other aspect of that. Right, absolutely. It had to be the book first because they make movies out of so many books, so that was really a good place to start. And right. now you have that to kind of pedal to get the movie. We've got right. this book. Now, all you have to do is write the screenplay to match it. And, you know, and I'm, right. sh- I'm sure they'll change a few things from there. But I-, I think that Dolly is very happy that you did all this. So she's thrilled. Yeah. Well, that's not her real name, but. Um, <laughs> yeah, right. But we'll go with that for now. <laughs> but, right. Exactly. But she's happy. She's happy. Yeah. So that's yeah. great. And your name was Poppy. And I love the name Poppy. You don't hear that. And that's just so in the book, you're Poppy. Right. Um, it's just such, you, yes. Yeah. Such a great name, Poppy. <laughs> yeah. I, I love it. I love it too. And I, you know, I don't know. I, I think again, I, I, that just came to my mind. I'm not, I'm not sure why I chose that name, but then it was Angela that just started like, okay, hey, let's do all of these people in that. And and then it you know, then writing the character of Moss, like just I don't I don't know where I got that name, Moss. <laughs> I mean, it's just and so and, and we just had so much fun with it. Yeah, yeah. And that's great because the more fun you have, the better. Because none of us have enough fun anymore, especially <laughs> since COVID. We're on lockdown, we can't see people, we're not having as much fun as we should. So this book is great. People can buy it and laugh and have fun with it. And yeah. that's great. That's great. Yeah. And it's, you know, it's a, we wrote it in the style that it's, it's very, it's quick. Uh-huh. 
it's it's quick. Like Angela kept saying, like, think stand up comedy. I'm like, okay, okay, okay. See that? And, yep, yep. And just get the because I'm like, oh, the flowery details and all that. She's like, no, just stand up comedy. It's like quick witted, keep, keep it going. Right. And so I'm glad she she directed me on that one for that because it's like it's like that. It's fast, yeah. it's fast paced. It's interesting. It's not heavy. It's light. It's easy to comprehend. It's silly and it's super brilliant i mean in my opinion like some of these it's a little bit of everything it really yeah. is yeah yeah like I, the first time reading it through when you know the publishing proof i text her and i'm like how did we get so funny and brilliant at the same time you know <laughs> some of the connections you know and i think that was just she and i flushing things out and just throwing stuff at the window like oh wouldn't it be funny that you know almost you know first wife was also in the tv show that poppy's mom watched like oh yeah why not exactly oh my god you two make such a great pair together you really do so you'll have to do more of this so if it does become a movie or a tv series you'll be involved it'll be great yeah do you want to play the part of poppy or would you have someone else do that Oh God, of course, in my dream of dreams, I would, but yes, yes. Poppy's a decade younger than myself. So, you know, well, I, I do know uh, hair and makeup and all of that good yes, stuff. Yes, and you look young. So yeah, you can get away with it. They they yeah. can do wonderful things. Of course, because, of course, yes, it would be yes, nice. Yes, because you already know her better than anybody else. Right. You know, through like burying the urn and being there through all of that and wearing her clothes. I mean, you've done so many things that have kind of made you close to her spirit. So you've got her spirit in you. So you would make the best person. So let's hope that whoever decides to make the movie realizes that, right? Thank you, my dear. (laughs) I'm putting out that to the universe so that they recognize you are the best person for the part. Well, thank you. And I second that. And I appreciate that so much. (laughs) (laughs) So tell us, you're very creative. What other projects are you working on right now? What am I working on right now? Well, I I try to dabble in painting. It's something I wanted to learn how to do last year. But as far as writing, I started a novel actually before this one. And so this one has got me very excited to finish that one. So I'm I'm working on that one. And and it's, it's interesting because it's written also in first person. Mm-hmm. I, I think that that will be my signature style. I, I just, I, I, I like that. I'm, I, cause it's just easier for me to come from myself. And this one also is semi-autobiographical. It's um, about a young girl who writes to her diary and she has, you know, terrible things happen to her and shares it with her diary. Uh, one of her friends says, Shh, don't say a word. So she's always constantly writing the diary and not sharing what's happening with her family until it becomes apparent that her family needs to know. And right. it's not, it's not a fun book. It's not, it's not lighthearted. There's some, what I'll say is the main characters, the girl, her, everything that quote unquote happened to me, I'll just say that are things that I made up. Mm-hmm. She has a very different opinion on the way I took it as a young child. Like mm-hmm. she sees the beauty in, in the awful that happened to other people. Right. right. Like, but what's happening to her, it's, you know, it's scary. It's new. She's young, naive. And then, you know, she's allowing people to come in and, and help her, not help her, but her family really stands behind her anyway. Yeah, so yeah, yes, 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 yes. So it's, a, it's, it's, it's different, but you know, it's similar in, in the in the voice, but it's it's really interesting too because I write from two points of view. 
she ends up having a stalker as as a young girl. Mm-hmm. And so I write in her point of view, and then also like her parents' point of view, but then to write from an innocent little eight-year-old girl or 10-year-old girl to a psychotic pedophile, we'll just call it that, mm-hmm. 27-year-old ex-military wacko, wackadoodle. Yeah. It's, really, it's really interesting to bounce back and forth from that. I bet. Difficult. I don't think I could do it. So that's good. Yeah, you can. Yeah, you could. Well, yeah, could I? Oh, but yeah, it sounds, sounds like another great story. I, I hope so, too. I hope so, too. Well, I think so, too. We'll see. Yeah. We'll see what happens. Yeah. Like, not lighthearted, but those stories need to be told as well. You're telling yeah. stories that need to be told, and that's important. So, yeah. Yeah, that's great. That's what writing's all about. You yeah. Know, and bring, bringing forth stories that other people need to hear, and it will help other people if they hear it. So, I think it's important. I do too. I do too. For, for myself and for others to be aware and, right. and witness things from a another perspective that they yes. might not drop into. Absolutely. Because yeah, that's what movies and all are about. We're seeing things that maybe never happened to us, but happened to other people. And then we have maybe more empathy the next time we run into someone. We need to hear that so that we understand because there's so many people that have had things happen and, and the people around them are like, Ugh, you know, like, what are you so upset about or whatever? But if you hear the whole story, you understand. Right. So it, it's important. It's very important those stories get out there. I agree. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, so that's great. Huh. So where can my audience find you? Why do you have a website? Where can they find the book? So we, you can find the book on Amazon. It's on Walmart. We have on our website also, which is deadgirlbook.com. <laughs> our let's see, all of our handles are at dead girl for like, um, but it's at, at dead girl book. On Instagram, it's at deadgirl.book. And I'm at Mia Altieri on all of the handles. Mm-hmm. I think that's that's all where. You can that's find me in Tanga. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> that's great. That's great. So for those of you who are out exercising or shopping or whatever, and you're listening to the podcast, I'll have all of Mia's contact information in the show notes. So all you have to do is go to kickassboomers.com, click on her picture, and then the notes pop up. So it'll have all of her contact information. So thank you, Mia, for joining us today to fill in the rest of the story behind there's a dead girl in my yard. <laughs> <laughs> well, I had so much fun with you, Terry. Really, I appreciate you inviting me on here and us on here and talking yeah. about a book. It's it's thrilling. Me too. It's a great book. And, and I hope a lot of people go out and buy it because, you know, we all need more laughter. We need the comedy. You know, it's uh, so why not go go find it and then pass it around to your friends afterwards when you're done with it. Just keep that book going. And I look forward to the movie. I really do. Oh, I will. You will be one of the first people to hear all about it. <laughs> Great. I, I, I hope it's so soon. But... <laughs> yes, there you go. I hope so. That'll be great. Well, thank you for being with us today. Thank you we so really much. enjoyed it. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Here, I want to just show it. I might go backwards to you, but here it is. Oh, no, it's not backwards. It's fine. There's a dead girl oh. in my yard. Yes, yes. So I see it, but the people just listening don't. But this okay. will be on YouTube one of these days. So the people that watch and listen on YouTube will see the cover of the book. It's, cool. it's a great cover and it's a great uh, title. It's just great. There's a dead girl in my yard. I mean, how often <laughs> does that happen? Never. <laughs> so it's been a lot of fun. I was looking forward to this today and we, we really did have a lot of fun with it. I, I appreciate you so, so much, really. I mean, 
I, I just thrilled, 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 thrilled. You're Thank welcome. You. Me too. I'm. Ha- I was happy to have you, so I'm thrilled too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I feel like I've got a whole brand new friend. Like I'm going to call you later and say, "Hey, Terry, how you doing?" <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> we'll keep in touch. We have to. All right, honey. Thank you Thanks. so much. Thanks, man. Bye bye. We appreciate you joining us for this episode of Kick-Ass Boomers. For more information on today's guest, along with the show notes and other inspiring resources, buzz on over to kickassboomers.com. And don't forget to join our Kick-Ass community on Facebook or LinkedIn to continue the conversation. Be bold, not old.